Hello, and welcome to All About Smartphones, brought to you by Airs LA, the audio internet reading service of Los Angeles. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshta. And I'm Julian Vargas. And today we're going to talk about tips that you can use to conserve the battery life on your cell phone. I know that for myself, one of the most aggravating things is when I've forgotten to charge my phone and I go to use it and it has died. But Julian has told me about some really great, great ideas that really have helped me to be able to conserve the battery life on my cell phone. And he's also taught me something that I really just never knew, which was about charging the cell phone. So uh, welcome again to the show, Julian. Really appreciate all the great information you have to share. Pleasure to be here. And let's get right to it. So charging batteries. Uh, Charging batteries today is a lot different than what it used to be. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the You have to basically throw out all the old conventional uh, wisdom and almost uh, kind, of, kind of do the opposite. <laughs> um, today's batteries don't have the memory effect that the previous uh, batteries did. The old uh, nickel-cadmium, or as they were called as NICAD batteries, uh, were such that if you didn't run them down all the way, after a while, if you charge them like halfway in the cycle, they would develop this memory effect in that it would only store so much energy. And even though you had it plugged in charging, it would only store so much because it would remember after a while, okay, he's only use, he's leaving it in this long, storing it this much, and that's it. So you always wanted to use a full cycle of a battery. Well, today we use um, lithium-ion batteries, and they are a whole different animal. <laughs> uh, number one, they do not have this memory effect. So all that uh, worrying about, uh, you know, if I charge them too quickly, they're going to develop this memory effect, that goes out the window. In fact, if you charge them, do full discharge and charge cycles, you may be actually shortening its life. Uh Lithium-ion batteries, on average, can be uh, charged fully. It means a full charge-discharge cycle. Anywhere from three to 500 times. And sometime after that, they slowly but surely start to degrade, which means that the, they are no longer able to uh, store the same amount of energy that they once did uh, before you cross that threshold. So... Today, we want to do something called shallow charging, which means charging it when, even though the battery is still pretty high in its capacity, you, you look at your screen and say 85%, you think, oh, well, that's, that's, I still got a lot of battery. I don't need to plug this thing in. I can keep going all day. And I mean, it's good that the battery can go all day. That's, a, that's an important aspect of them. It's something that needs to, that I think needs to be considered when buying a phone is how, how does it use its battery? And, can it last all day so that in the event that you are just not able to get to an outlet or some kind of means of charging the phone, that you won't uh, suddenly lose your ability to communicate with people. But generally, most of us are near some kind of outlet or charging uh, throughout the day. And it's good to charge them when you're not using them. So even though it says 85 90%, if you're by the charger, Plug the thing in and just let it sit there and let it top itself off. You're actually, by doing that, slowing down the uh, 
the the charge cycles. Remember, if you let it go down to t- 20, 10, 5%, whatever, when it gives you the warning and shuts itself off, it means that you've go- already gone all the way down. So it means you plug it in, it's going to have to charge all the way back up. And again, that means you've used up one of those three to 500 cycles. So the idea is that you want to avoid as much as possible using up one of those precious cycles. So shallow charging actually helps you to do that. So in fact, in the past where it meant that your battery wouldn't store as much, in the present it means that it will help your battery store energy. Uh, it's, it'll keep its retention ability longer, which means that you won't have to have the battery replaced as soon. Well, that's great advice, especially since with the iPhone, uh, you and I, we can't replace the battery. Yeah, we can't. I mean, we can take it to Apple, and they'll charge us an arm and a leg. And they actually, they are, there actually are Apple authorized service centers that you can go and get it for a little less. So, oh. you know, there there is that option, but it's not as easy. It's not like the old days where you just pop the back off the phone and took the dead battery out, put the new one in, and and went about your day. Uh, it's not user replaceable. So you want to do whatever you can to prolong its life. Well, what are other things that users could do to help their uh, battery life to be longer? I know uh, one of the things that you had recommended I do, since I have absolutely no vision, you told me there's no need for me to keep the screen really bright. Right. So dimming the screen is very important. Now, that's not to be confused with screen curtain, which is an iOS feature that you can basically make your screen appear black. Screen curtain is a privacy feature. Its sole purpose is to keep prying eyes from looking at what you're doing on your phone. It is not to dim the backlight. Now, I wish Apple would do that. I think it would make sense if they made one trigger the other, but for whatever reason, they don't. So I recommend going into your settings and turning your screen brightness to zero. You could also tell Siri to do this. You press and hold the home button and say, screen brightness, 0%. And she'll come back and say, okay, this is as dark as it gets. Now, keep in mind that you're not totally dimming. You're not turning off the backlight. You're just dimming it a lot. So someone can still look at the screen and see what's there. But it just may not be as easy to see. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to have somebody look at your phone, it might not be a bad idea to turn up your screen brightness at that time. But in general, keep it at zero. And yes, use your screen curtain to protect your privacy, but uh, dimming the screen is actually what helps you to save battery. So that that really does go a long way toward uh, saving your battery. The other thing is keeping your screen locked, as they say, or asleep when you're not using it. Uh, There's a setting in there where you can uh, put a timer on that. I think by default it comes, it's either one or two minutes, of no activity will trigger this automatic lock. I keep mine at five minutes it's because that way it's not coming up every so often and annoying me and getting in my way. But at the same time, if I left the phone on the counter and I forgot to lock the screen, I know that it's not going to eat up my battery. And believe it or not, even with the screen dimmed, if you leave it set to none, which means that it'll never lock itself, the fact that the screen is waiting for touch input means that the battery is being used 
and it's oh. being used quite a lot actually. So, oh. so you wanna you wanna set your screen lock. I recommend leaving it at five minutes. So again, it doesn't get in your way, but at the same time, if you forget, or if you have the phone in in your pocket or your purse or something like that, and something bumps it, one of the buttons, and it, it brings it back to life, you know that uh, pretty soon it'll put itself to sleep again. Oh, okay, great. So that's one thing you can do. Uh, another thing you can do to help save battery is uh, change certain settings. Uh, there's something in there called background app refresh. And this is something that was uh, recently introduced uh, to the iOS uh, operating system that um, allows apps to kind of still sort of run or do things in the background with the idea that uh, if you open the app again, that uh, it maybe maybe put you back in the same place where you left off, or maybe you won't have to load so many things. So in some cases, it makes sense, especially with a GPS app, that you want the background app. You want it to you want that on because again, while you're getting directions from your GPS, you want to lock your screen so that it's not wasting your battery because GPS is already using your battery quite heavily. You don't want to add the draw from the screen to the equation. So background app refresh allows it to still run in the background and still talk to you, give you the information about where you are or when to make your next turn. So I recommend turning, going there and turning it off, and then it'll show you a list of all your apps, and then you, one by one, give background app refresh only to the apps that you want to be running in the background and not the others. So, how, how do you find that that particular setting to go and change that background app refresh? Where is that? It's uh, it's in settings, and I'm trying to think. It may be under general, so maybe settings in general, and then look for background app refresh. Okay, and That's you can a go good in there. That's a real good one to know. Another thing that you can look at is location services, which I think is under settings and privacy. Uh, look at the apps that you that you're given location services to. Also, when you're installing an app, it'll ask you for permission. It'll say, do you want this app to have access to your location? So if it's a Nextbus app or a GPS app or something like that, that that needs to know where you are to do its job, then obviously you say yes to that. But if it's some app, like say maybe a social media app or something like that, where yeah, you might want to share your location with other people, but then again, Maybe you generally, most of the time you use it to just read and keep up with what your friends and family are doing, and you don't care so much to let it know where you are. So go in there and take away that permission, or don't give it to the app in the first place. So uh, things like that. Uh, what's another one? Uh, there is a setting under accessibility. So you go to settings, general accessibility, and there is a setting for... Um, uh, reachability now the reachability was introduced hmm. with the iphone uh, 6 because it was a larger screen some people still wanted to be able to with one finger access everything on the screen so this reachability feature was uh, introduced so that when you tap on the home button two times now keep in mind that's not pressing the home button two times it's actually just tapping on it on the sensor that's on there that reads your fingerprint doing that will bring down the upper part of the screen where your status bar or things like that are located. So you can maybe pull down that menu to, to see your notifications or or bring up the uh, control center, things like that. 
Uh, that's what that's made for. And you'll know that you've done this because you're all of a sudden you hear your phone hiss. It goes like, shh, sounded like that. And I know it threw me when I first encountered. <laughs> it's like, why is my phone hissing yeah, at me? Yeah, I've I've noticed that with my new phone. Yeah, so that's how you. I recommend going in there and turning it off. Oh, okay. And then there's a uh, there's another setting for uh, for animation or effect. I can't remember off the bat what it's called, but it's it's under that accessibility settings as well. And you want that uh, you want that to be on. It's something that limits it. And what that does is that. Um, um, when you change screens on the iPhone, especially when you go from an app back to the home screen, by default, it makes the icons look like they're all flying into the center from the sides and the top and the bottom. You don't need that, especially as a blind person. And in fact, sometimes mm. that's been known to get in the way of how voiceover functions. So I recommend uh, putting that feature on because it's normally set to off. You want it to be on so that uh, you're now limiting that you're limiting the, those effects to, to more of the uh, sort of blah way of fading in and sort of flying in of, of all the icons. So things like that. Uh, uh, what else helps to save battery? Uh, in general, those are some of the main, one, main ones I can think of right now. What about uh, the setting of uh, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth? Uh, should those be kept on? You know, it all depends on how often or how little you use those things. I think most of us these days tend to use the Wi-Fi. We have Wi-Fi at home. We have Wi-Fi maybe at work or at our friends and relatives. So it, I think it's good to keep it on. I mean, if you're really that concerned about it, you can turn it off. But I recommend leaving it on. Also, Bluetooth. If you use a Bluetooth keyboard, if you use a headset... Mm-hmm. Or an earpiece, if you use the Apple Watch, all those things need Bluetooth. Braille display, all those things need Bluetooth. So if you use those things regularly, then it's probably easier to, to leave Bluetooth on and not worry so much about it. What it's using is minimal, especially if it's not doing anything at all. Yes, the radio's on, but um, it's not making that much of a difference. One thing you can do with Wi-Fi is there's a feature that tells it to notify you when there's some Wi-Fi nearby that it thinks that you may want to connect to. Uh, I recommend turning that off. That, that, for one thing, is annoying. And for another thing, again, it means that the, the phone's actually using something to, to go and scan for Wi-Fi. So if you, if you don't want that on, turn it off. I, I turn it off. That's, uh-huh. that's a way to, to save. Now, if you are using your, your phone and and you have Wi-Fi on, and you're going to be making a telephone call, it'll it'll make that phone call through Wi-Fi? Yes. If you have Wi-Fi calling enabled, yes. and your carrier does support that, it means that every time you're connected to Wi-Fi, it's going to use the uh, Wi-Fi network to make that call, as opposed to the cell carrier's network. So I think it's better to only turn that on when you need it. If you're in an area where you're not getting very good reception, mm-hmm. but you have good Wi-Fi connection, then use that. But uh, if if you're in an area with good reception, then I don't recommend using that. You know, do most carriers, just a little bit off topic, but do most carriers now provide unlimited uh, cell phone calling? Yeah. Um, I think most, if not all, 
offer some flavor of that. Um, the only places you find now with uh, limited minutes are usually prepaid plans or very low-cost plans that are meant more for people who maybe just want to use it for emergency or for people who will primarily use data. T-Mobile, for example, offers a prepaid plan on its website, so you have to go to their website to actually get it. And this is meant for the younger people today, because if you notice, all the teenagers today rarely are actually talking on the phone. <laughs> yeah. But they're, they're they on Twitter, they're them. on Snapchat, they're on all these things. They're not, they're rarely talking. When you call them, they won't even answer you half the time. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a good plan for them. I think it has something like 100 minutes of talk time, but it has unlimited internet, and it's for $30 a month. So, uh, wow, that's a really great price. So, yeah, that, uh, but I, I like having my unlimited uh, minutes plan. I still, um, I guess I'm a little old school and I still do use the phone quite a lot for things. Oh, I, I, I think that's a problem with, with the new generation, the way that my kids are and they don't talk, they text, you know, with everything. I, I just think, boy, they're, they're really losing out on the opportunity to develop a, a different skill of speaking. You know, so absolutely. But that's that's just for me. But uh, these are some really, really, really great, great suggestions. And uh, if anybody has any other questions that they want to get in touch with you, Julian, how can they get reach you? Well, I'll get to that in a second. There was one more thing I wanted to. Oh, discuss. you got more. I got one more, uh-huh. and this is something that came in with the iOS nine, the latest uh, version of the operating system. Apple now has a low power mode that's oh. available. And actually, you'll notice that when you get the warning that comes up when you're at 20%, if you flick through that uh, pop-up, you'll see that there's an option to turn on low-power mode. And when you do that, it will automatically turn off all the things that that are not critical to the phone's use. So the idea is to get you more phone time if you need it. So that's how it works is you can turn it on that way. Or if you want to toggle it yourself, if you go to settings and then battery, uh-huh. you'll find it there as well. And you can actually manually toggle on the low power mode. So that's the, that's one nice thing is that instead of thinking, well, gee, uh, today I'm, I'm really going to be in a place where I don't want to be without a phone and I'm not going to be near a charger. So I think today's one of those days that I want to really do away with some of the things I don't absolutely have to have. Like maybe you might want to turn the Wi-Fi off and the Bluetooth and things like that, but no, but normally you use them. So uh-huh. toggling this low-power mode is a one-stop place that you can go and do this without having to go and jump through all these different screens to find these settings. Gosh, that is great. And again, to get into that, you go into settings and battery? Yes. Gosh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I don't know how you know all of these things. <laughs> <laughs> Playing but, with these things, reading, listening, it's, uh, it's, it's all about being in the know. No. So if anybody wants to get a hold of me to set up some private training, I can do private or group training. If somebody needs a little consulting, maybe want a little guidance on how to choose a phone, maybe want somebody to go with them, help them to buy the phone or uh, tech support over the phone. Maybe you just want somebody who you can call and ask without having to open the manual. I provide all these kinds of services. I can be reached by phone at area code 818-794-9554 
Or if you want to email me or go to my website, you can go to www.techjv.com. That's www.techj as in Julian, V as in Vargas, dot com. And on there is my uh, link where you can send me email if you like. Well, that is fantastic. Thank you again for all this information. So I hope that this was just another bit of information that's going to help all of you to be able to use your smartphones much more efficiently. And you now know what are some of these added features that you do have in your phone when you do run into those situations that you're running out of power. So I hope that you tune in next time. We'll bring you more information all about smartphones.